The fact of the matter is, whether you've been in network marketing for years or just a few days, your family and friends have seen your opportunity and your phone is, as we call it, burnt. If you're anything like me, that's a scary thought. So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who love the network marketing profession, who no longer want to be that guy and are tired of convincing people during uncomfortable let's get coffee meetings where they say, what's this all about? How do we market in a way that aligns us with our dream clients and expands our network of upfront and transparent professionals, allowing us to get our time back, our families back, and gain a real passive asset? People like us who value impact over income, we deserve to see our visions once and for all. Join me in this podcast where we'll uncover just how to do that. My name is Eric Sablon. Welcome to Burnt Phone Marketing. What's going on, guys? Eric Sablon here with Burnt Phone Marketing. I'm super excited. I actually was reaching out. Like I always tell you guys, use the internet, use social media to find the right people, to get to rub elbows with the right people. And I literally threw a Hail Mary and I got this guest on. So <laughs> super excited. So he literally, he, he lives in Miami, Florida, and he's actually launched, guys, listen to the end because he's actually launching something that is all in Miami that's network marketing based to help network marketers. So that's coming soon. So make sure you listen to the end. We'll give you, give you a little bit of details on that. He actually started his own graphic design and marketing company, and then he moved to the Physique News and Pro League News, one of the number one selling uh, Instagram prominent uh, Facebook and YouTube uh, publications as well. That company actually sold for 50K in December of 2020. Um, and then COVID hit, like everybody COVID hit. And he's he was a coach. Uh, he was doing fitness and, you know, some stuff happened. So I'm actually going to let him tell you that story. But one really cool thing is he bounced back. He refocused, created a coaching company created a built a network marketing team, a, a, a large team, and it's still growing. But please help me welcome Mr. Eddie Miranda to the show. Eddie, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Eric. Truly appreciate that, man. Appreciate the the, the intro. That was cool. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, we're going to step back a little bit and we're actually just going to kind of, you know, can you kind of tell a little bit about your backstory? Um, so that way, the audience kind of knows who you are and, and what you do and, and how you do it. Yeah, uh, 100%, man. So, um, you know, I, I consider myself a, a master of all traits, but uh, actually, I, I do all the traits, but master of none, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, in 2015, I broke away from my nine to five job. It really wasn't a nine to five job. I used to work for a church here in Miami, which, if you ever work for a church, you're underpaid and overworked a whole lot. Um, so I decided to do my own graphic design company, but in the interim, I was already starting to get into like, into like my health and everything like that. So my graphic design company actually really focused a lot on the fitness, you know, competition, you know, that whole industry and stuff like that. So I helped a lot of brands along the way, uh, you know, basically put their, their name on the map when it comes to the fitness industry. Um, in 2016, as like I was getting into competition, um, I was at a friend's uh, grand opening for his gym, and I was talking to one of my buddies, and we were like, you know, going back and forth, bantering. It's like, man, who do you think is going to win this show coming up this weekend? This and that, whatever. And it kind of really like dawned on me. I'm like, man, there's like, you know, there's there's news sources out there for like the the professional athletes, but 
there's not real like a legitimate news source, like up to date kind of stuff, right? So I went back home to like the efficiency that I was living at the time, and I started, you know, putting this name together, Men's Physique News, and found out nobody had it. Um, so I was like, you know, just let me launch it. So I, I literally launched it that same weekend, covered a show, and the page literally blew up on that weekend. Like the the first one of the first posts that I had already got had like a whole bunch of shares, like thousand comments, and I'm like, I didn't even have any followers. Um, so I just decided to keep on moving and covering all the shows and everything like that. Only a select few people knew about like what I was doing on, and especially like only one pro athlete, because I just didn't know how the league was going to take it. You know, like I didn't know if they like, if I was going to be stepping on their toes or anything like that. And, um, you know, I went under, I went under the radar for a while, the even traveled to a couple of shows. And by the end of that year, which was the Olympia in September, I think it was like eight, six months, six or eight months. I already had 30,000 followers on the page, which, which is insane. Right. Um, so then 2017, I started focusing more on that, um, you know, started getting more connections, started doing more interviews, things like that, and started going to shows a whole lot more. Um, in 2018, um, I had already gotten with my fiance. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. And we had found out that we were pregnant towards the end of the year. And it was in the middle of a trip of us trying to figure out if we wanted to move to California because I had a coach there. Um, I know that the bodybuilding industry was more prominent there. And, you know, we literally flew over there. We found out we were pregnant, but then I'm like looking for houses and apartments and all this stuff at the same time. So at the end of the, at the end of that year, we decided, I'm like, you know, I have to move out because her mom was moving situations happened. Right. And we literally packed up and sold everything we had packed up a U-Haul, a trailer, hitched up my Audi Q3 and drove cross country, um, and lived there for about eight years. Um, the business was doing amazing. I just financially wasn't making enough money in order to hold up how it is to live in LA living in, in California is really expensive. Like insanely, like people are nuts for living over there. Um, it's beautiful, but nuts. Um, so we had our son, we had great successes with the pages. I was actually able to cover the Mr. Olympia officially for the first time that year. Like they granted us press passes and everything like that. So it was a huge, huge deal. But after that show, we decided, like, if we're going to be traveling all this way, like through all these shows and we had to fly family members to come in, let's just move back to Miami and, be, and like be home and, you know, have help with our family and stuff like that. So the way um, so we in, in a month's time, we packed up everything, paid all the duels, got everything packed and flew over. And um, I literally got left with nothing. I had like literally zero to my name when we moved back. So we moved into our new place and I found out that, you know, doing the budget for 20, for 2019, I come to realize like, I can't sustain this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's no way for me to be able to like travel to shows, do everything that I'm doing, get sponsors attached and be in profit. Like there's just no way to be able to do it. So I decided to like kind of put down the afterburner and then I started working back on my graphic design business. Um, started doing, you know, drop shipping, learning Facebook ads. I started doing all that stuff. But in the interim of that, when we got back, my wife was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing network marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, she was like, 
she ended up going back to a nine to five job, which was with my, with an old client of mine. And then she literally comes up to me and is like, I don't want to do nine to five anymore. I want to stay at home with our kid. I want to be able to do this full time. I'm like, you know what? Like at that point, I was starting to get a little bit financially back. And I was like, look, I'll support you. I'll be behind you every step of the way. Make sure that, you know, this is what you really, really want to do. Um, so I continued on with my graphics design stuff and my marketing stuff. And she continued on with network marketing. And she was like, as the months went by, she was like, you know, I really want you involved. I really want you to be more involved with this. And for some reason, I just felt weird about it. Like, I didn't like network marketing at the time. I was like, the, you know, the reluctant, you know, boyfriend that just, you know, that didn't want to be a part of it. Thought it was like shady stuff and everything like that. Right. You know, like mm -hmm. what everybody thinks at the at, uh, first. But I started seeing that there's a possibility of actually, you know, having this done. But the issue was, is that the more that we kept on listening to our upline, the more we didn't have success in the business. Mm. Right. And, you know, I started searching around. I was like, you know what, there has to be a better way to be able to do this. And I so happened to run into Steven Larson. Um, so I started watching his YouTube videos. I started watching him for months, start, you know, listening to his podcast, started seeing what he was doing. And I was like, man, this is, this is, this is different. You know, like I don't have to be doing what my upline's telling me to do. Like, this is insane. Right. So I ended up getting the book, Network Marketing Secrets, read it two or three times and come to realize that our upline was totally not telling us what they were doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I found out that he was doing events that he wasn't being the center of, that he was involved in other business that wrapped around the actual network marketing business. And I was like, man, you're just like, you're just like not telling us, like you're telling us what you did seven years ago, but you're not telling us what you're doing now in order to stay afloat. So um, at that point I was like, you know what? I spoke to my wife. I'm like, look, I, I want us to continue doing network marketing because it's such a profitable business, but mm -hmm. we're not going to be doing it with the company that we're with right now. And we ended up finding a brand new company. We saw like, literally I saw the compensation plan. I'm like, where the hell do I sign up? You know, because it was just, it was just so lucrative. Um, but my wife was kind of like, you know, wasn't so sure about it and stuff like that. And I kind of had to convince her. I actually paid her way in order to get into the business because I was like, yeah, I'm like in love with network marketing at the time. I just didn't love the company that we were with. And this mm -hmm. company feels like it's so much better, so much more lucrative. Um, so we made the switch and she paid me back like about three weeks. Um, that's how quick she was actually making, uh, making revenue and getting people signed up. Um, by the end of, by the end of the year. So we signed up at the end of October, by the end of the year, we already had like, I think like 150 people in our team in six months, we grew to 450 and that was like during the pandemic. Um, so like when the pandemic hit, I, I had kicked back up men's physique news and pro league news. Um, I went to the Arnold. I spent like a month and a half doing interviews and all this stuff. And then the pandemic hit and then everything closed down, got wiped away. Same thing with my graphic design business. So I lost all my clients and bodybuilding was shut down. And I'm like, what the hell do I do? I just literally lost all my finances and we were doing really, really good. Like I was, I was about to start getting like, um, you know, I was start, I was, I was on the road to start making six figures in, in 20, 2020 until the pandemic hit. And, um, so I, you know, I saw that I'm like, you know what, let me just like pivot. I, I dropped everything and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to focus doing network marketing more full time. 
Um, so I started doing live trainings. I started helping people. I started helping our team and everything like that. But literally the biggest thing about it was is that if it wasn't for us switching to that company and for doing what we were doing it different than everybody else, we would have been kicked out of our house in the middle of the pandemic because she literally covered my, my salary, what I was making like a hundred percent. Like, <clears throat> so it was, it was, it was, it was kind of huge. And that was like a major, major eye opener for myself because it made it, you know, I was able to see the full potential of this. So like, I just ended up homing more into it. And, um, you know, I had my struggles and I had my failures through the whole process. So, you know, as we were growing the business, I was like, you know, I'm going to, you know, get a coach and I'm going to see about like what, what I need to tweak inside this business in order to kind of grow. And, uh, when I did that, like everything started changing. Like, you know, I started being more focused on like helping people and coaching people. I started throwing like other things out, out of the way because I knew I wasn't focused on one thing versus I was focused like on a hundred different things. And we've been able to grow our team to 1800. Um, once we were able to get to like a full year, actually it was at the end of 20, 2020. Um, I, we found out that we had 1800 people in our business oh. and I was like, this, this is insane. Like, I didn't even think that we were getting to this point and it's gotten to the point that now my wife is, is talking for big events inside of our business. I'm starting to speak out to, you know, like we're being requested, we're, we're seen as mentors and coaches to like all these people that even people that we don't even know they're in our downline, right? So it's just been a really wild experience through the, through the entire thing. Dude, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. And I'm gonna bring you, I'm gonna bring the audience back to what you said. Like one of the nuggets that I heard from you is like, you saw an opening and you went home and you created it that next day little literally imperfect action and kind of yeah. and blew up a, a you know a a, a page from zero to three hundred thousand and thirty thousand people that's huge yeah. like you took imperfect action but as like i love all of the trials and the tribulations because one of my mentors always tells me this is like there's three things that you're going to look for you're going to look for dream you're going to look for struggle and then you're going to look for victory and mm. one of the biggest problems with most people is we like to sit and struggle because there's so many people that saying, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. But he told me this. People want to listen to the last 10% of the struggle and the first 10% of the victory. Yeah. Because that's where the magic happens. Yeah, because they want because they want to know that there's hope. Right. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of times people are stuck in the struggle and, and that's the only thing that they see. Right. But once they get out of the struggle, and there's some sort of victory, even if it's small wins, they're like, mm -hmm. they look back and it's like, oh crap, it, it wasn't that bad. But yeah, I was, I was in my bathroom crying like, like a little kid because of like how, how hard it was. Right. Um, and just people, people just need that reassurance. Like, yeah, like everybody goes through this kind of stuff. You know, everybody goes through the crying in the bathroom tub stage. Right. Mm -hmm. But what happens afterwards, right? You become a better person and you become a better business person or whatever skill set that you're trying to achieve, you escalate that, right? Because you went through that struggle. Yeah, that's what, you know, like Les Brown always says, you know, a, a, a setback is a setup for a comeback. And it's basically like, I love what he said, because like you went through everything in the last 36 months, you've gone through a whole bunch of different things and you're yeah. here talking on stage, creating coaching courses, 
getting stuff dialed in, creating, launching a, a, a network marketing um, training in Miami, which is going to be, mm -hmm. which is going to be epic. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that um, a little bit, a little bit later. So when you transition, so basically uh, one thing that I want to ask you is how, because you worked for a church and you said, yeah, when you work for a church, it's you're underpaid, but you know, you're there because you want to be there. Yeah. How important I've, do you feel? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. How important do you feel network marketing? And I don't like to mix it, but how important do you feel that what you learned at the church, working for the church with culture and, and, and vision and stuff like that, how important do you feel that is to create inside your team? And have you ever used some of that leverage that you learned at the church? No, a hundred percent. Um, I mean, it's it's the same because the thing is, like when I, when I worked at the church, I built a lighting department. Like I had no previous experience or anything like that. They're just like, hey, you're the guy, right? I'm like, okay, sure. Um, and with that, like we had a culture, especially with our production team. We had a culture. We also had to manage people. We we had to deal with other people's personalities and you know having people in different campuses and you know trying to figure out schedules and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot the same with network marketing, because the thing is, is like, you have to understand that you have to build a culture, right? Like the culture with, with the business that we're in is amazing. Like, because everybody helps each other out. Um, it's mostly women. So they have the, this whole you know, woman empowerment movement and everything like that in, inside of the actual business itself. But if it wasn't for that culture, it, it would be just like any other job, mm -hmm. right? You know, it, it, it's what defines what it is that we do. Um, my wife did an amazing reel just, I think, yesterday that she was like, you know, she goes and like does the buy button like to sign up. And then she shows like all the events and everything she's a part of and all the women and everything like that. If it wasn't for that, then there wouldn't be any success because, you know, with the culture, we get to impact lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And. And the thing is, is that those people come up to us for direction, for what it is that they need to do, what's their next steps and stuff like that. And if we weren't in a position to do that, then our, our entire organization would completely crumble and we would have to figure out what it is that we did. So it's a huge component to have culture and to, and to have a source of management of different people ingrained mm -hmm. into network marketing. And I believe that that's like one of the main bases of actually having success, especially if you want to be an influential person inside of your organization and inside of the industry. Like mm -hmm. if you're not the one stemming that culture, building that culture the right way with the right people, then you're going to have complete failure. Yeah. It's impact over income. It's totally mm -hmm. impact over income, which is, which is huge. I can see that you have that, you have that in your heart. You, you wear that on your sleeve. So um, <laughs> one of the questions that we had was, you know, tell us, because traditional, we, we had a couple of um, guests just recently that talked about traditional versus like the new way or modern marketing or different types of marketing. And we both cut, were cut from the same cloth because we came from, you know, the Stephen Larson camp. So tell me how, how, how have you used social media to grow a brand and have people come to you? What are some so, tips that you can give like the new network marketer or a network marketer? So the thing is, is that people, people, think about network marketing and they think about something completely different, right? Like network marketing is like any other business, right? 
I come from I come from the background of bodybuilders and their influence and what they do and things like that. That's not any different than being an influ a bodybuilding influencer to being a network marketing influencer, right? Because a bodybuilder, what they do is that they sign up with a company, they have to promote that company, but they don't do it in a spammy way. They don't go and start, you know, code messaging people. They don't put the products all over their feed, you know, things like that, right? And that's the exact same thing of the way network marketing should be thought of right it shouldn't be thought of like hey having to spam people and having to you know put the products all over my feed and all this stuff like there's a way to do this that you can be able to have an influence and yet still sell your opportunity and your product at the same time it's just doing it the right way and marketing yourself the right way now the thing is is that between between the old traditional way which is literally face to face you know, doing the hotel meetings or doing the house parties or walking up to people um, versus how we're doing it right now, whether it be, you know, going on Facebook and going to groups or messaging people or going on Instagram and providing value, um, you know, going on YouTube, or, it, it all stems the exact same thing. And the main basis of it is you have to build relationships because if you're not building relationships, then none of that's going to work. And people are like, well, you're not you're not building relationships when you're going online. I'm like, yes, you are, because the thing is, every single touch point, you're building a relationship with somebody, right? Whether it be through a Facebook ad. Oh, hey, yeah, I've I've seen this guy Eddie a couple of times on Facebook ads. Let me actually read his content, you know, so on and mm -hmm. so forth. Or they or they see me on Instagram. Oh, dude, this is cool. Like whatever he posted was actually pretty awesome. That is building a relationship when a relationship is a connection with somebody, whether it be physical or virtual you're still building the relationship. And that's the core fundamental of it all. If you're not building relationship in some way, shape or form, then you're gonna lose in this game. And build and, and, and if you're on the online space, building content, doing landing pages, doing videos, doing talking with people as much as possible and not doing it in a way that's like, oh my God, here's my opportunity, you know, at the very first hat. It, it's it's the same thing. You're building those relationships with those people and you're building rapport. And then ultimately they're going to be like, yeah, like I love what you're doing and let's just figure out how to work together. Man, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you got your, if you don't have your pen and paper out right, there was two drop dead nuggets, write this down influence and relationships, mm -hmm. because if you build your marketing around influence and relationships, Things are gonna go. Things are gonna go like they're going with Eddie right now. Like people are coming to him. People are asking him. People are asking him for advice. How do you do this? What is this? You, you know, you're getting those things. And one thing that uh, Jordan Metric told me in one of our interviews was, it's not that you're not good at something. So stop qualify. Stop telling yourself that I'm not a good at tech, or I'm not good at this, or I'm not good at this, or I can't do squats, or I can't do this. Here's what it is. You just haven't done it enough. Yeah. And when you start doing it enough, when you start actually trying to be an influencer, when you actually start building those landing pages, when you start doing everything that Eddie's talking about, like going on Facebook Live, posting content, doing that stuff, you become influential. Mm. And people respond to that in a positive, positive way. Like providing value is a big thing. So um, one thing that, that one of the questions that you, you that I, you wanted to go over was like, how do you create? systems to grow your network marketing business on autopilot. Now, I'm going to just put a caveat preface on here. Autopilot doesn't mean set it and forget it. 
Mm -hmm. Autopilot means the sifting and sorting, and then you're taking care of some back end stuff. So I don't want anyone out there like, well, I, I set up a funnel and I should just get people that just automatically join my team. Yeah, that happens occasionally. Yeah. yeah. But it's usually seven touches. It's usually mm -hmm. seven follow-ups. It's usually seven pieces of content that they see of you before they jump on board. So tell me a little about the system, a system that you created for a network marketing business to put it kind of on autopilot. Well, the, the thing is, is that like what you said, it's it's not fully on autopilot. There's certain parts to the system that is autopilot. So for instance, one of the systems that we actually impl implemented in our business um, in which all this stuff is going to start getting tweaked and everything like that is that we did an auto prospecting call funnel, right? So, okay, that's a that's a lot of words, right? But what but, but, but what, what does it really do? So the thing is, is that I saw a major issue with our organization, right? I would see in the chats like, oh my God, hey, I got this person that wants to jump on a prospect call and I got that person who wants to jump on a prospect call. And then everybody starts asking who, who needs to jump on a prospect call. And then we try to find a leader and then we get like supposedly 10 people and then two people show up and then nobody signs, right? Mm. Um, mm. So I, I found out that that was like a humongous waste of time of going through that entire process to get a leader onto a call for an hour that nobody ended up showing up or that nobody ended up signing up. So what I ended up doing is like, I cut, I cut that whole, that whole part in half. Like what I ended up doing was I ended up making a prospect call funnel that basically somebody will be, you know, if somebody has a prospect, right. They have, they have a downline link and then we have our own private link, right. Because we were really ethical in the sense, like we're not going to send them our private link because what if the person accidentally signs up with us, we've had that mm -hmm. issue happen. We've also had the issue that people will go into other people's prospect calls and then they end up signing up with that person versus the person that actually sent them, um, which which ethically I, I don't like. And that's why I want to kind of avoid that. But basically this funnel, uh, you know, puts them, you know, puts them in an email list. Right. So we know if the person ended up going through to watch the video or not. And then if they did watch the video, then whoever sent them, then we send them, hey, you know, this person went through the funnel. They watch the prospect video. I'll go ahead and, and, and send them a message in order to follow up. The whole premise of it is basically to knock out a, a couple of things is to make sure that they're serious because if they don't go through the funnel, then that means they wouldn't be on the prospect call. And two, right. to make and, and two, to, to, to make sure that that video answers majority of the questions. So all the person has to do is follow up with them and then just get them to sign up. Right. So that's one of the systems that we kind of implemented. Another one that I was really testing out was uh, a self-liquidating offer, um, mm -hmm. but I didn't continue with it because I knew I still needed to fix the offer and stuff like that. But that was a personal project that I was doing. Um, and then uh, right now, what I'm working right now is not only we're going to be redoing the prospect call funnel, but we're going to be doing a brand new application style funnel um, for people that already see us on Instagram, already see us, you know, on my YouTube or whatever the case may be, interested in joining our team and just wants to go through the application process. But still, at the end of the day, we still have to jump on a phone phone call with them, even though that they're applying, they could sign up if they want to, but we still need to jump on a phone call with them to see who they are, see if they fit, you know, having our systems, our training, our mentorship, you know, and everything like that. So 
as far as automation, those are like the kind of key things. We still, we, we have the process knocked out. We still do need to jump on a call and close the deal with them and get them to sign up at the very end of the day. So I love what you do there because one of the biggest things that um, old school, uh, traditional network marketers say is like, if you're automating, you're taking the people portion out of it. What mm -hmm. I love what you just talked about is like, when you're doing their onboarding call, and when you're doing their launch call, when you're doing their congratulations, they enrolled call, when you're doing the last minute closing stuff, guess what yeah. we're on? We're on a phone call. We're on a Zoom call. We just prepped them. We made it harder for people to enroll. We made mm -hmm. it hard for, we, we sifted and sorted to get to the right people. Mm -hmm. It's like, make it a little bit harder, make some friction to get into the, to get into your team. What I always tell people is this, you never, when you got accepted to college, you told everybody. Mm -hmm. When you decided to go to high school, you just went where you were told. Exactly. So that's what I say. It's like when when we're when you go through that application process and you get approved and then you hop on a call, guess who you tell? Everybody. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit harder for people to join your team. So yeah, I mean that that. Dude, those concepts are going to be are going to set fire to the industry. I think once you bring that to that local Miami Miami events, that's going to be legit. And what I'll do is um, make sure you check out the show notes because I'm going to put the link. I'll update the link to register for Eddie's events once they start going live. You know, we're in the we are still on the tail end of a pandemic and stuff like that. So once he releases that, I'll actually update the uh, the show notes so mm -hmm. you can register right now for those live events so um the last thing i want to talk to you is like your coaching business you're launching mm -hmm. tell me who that's for and what they'll get when they join okay so you know i had i had a, a very hard time to kind of like narrow down the people that i want to focus this on because one hard thing that I that I notice is like I get Facebook ads like crazy from all different network marketers and all their message is exactly the same. Hey, here's my course and hey, here's my bootcamp. And and I come to realize that, you know, we've been, you know, you and I have been inside the same program and we know what kind of goes on inside that program. Like there's there are very, very few results and a lot of people searching, right? Mm -hmm. And that was like the main thing I kind of like want to home in on. That's what I want to go for is because, you know, if, if you're a serious network marketer, like myself and like, you know, like you are like, we, we end up searching to find the answer or the method or the tactic that would help us take our business to the next level. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening to majority of those people, right? they they go through it they're like man you know i bought this and i went through all the videos and i got all the funnels and i got all this and i'm still like nowhere closer to like you know building my business as i was before and usually majority of times those people just need somebody to guide them every single step of the way mm -hmm. so so my coaching program is for those network marketers that you know have already been through the gamut of getting all the courses from like all these gurus and all this stuff and for some reason it just didn't work out for them and i want to show them that yeah like what you did does work it just needs to be changed and tailored a little bit to your situation your business your you know and and your circumstance right 
Um, and that's and that's what I'm very big on when it comes to like my coaching. Like even when I was building, want do a, a live funnel build, I was very adamant. I'm like, this may not work for your business because my business has a back end that I could send people to in order to sign up. Your business may not have that. Or the old company that we were with, like we literally had to sit on the phone with them for like an hour in order for them to sign up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I just make sure that you know it's tailored to that specific person. And what's literally what's involved with it is like is everything that I know that is going to make you an influencer or a prominent person authority inside of the business, right? So everywhere from understanding your mindset, like making sure that you're going through the right mindset um, and you have certain certain um, certain things in, that's implementing your mindset throughout the, the the entire day. Branding yourself, you know, to make sure that you become a person of influence and authority and start from day one to understand like, this is how you brand yourself and this is how you're going to carry it on because your brand is what's going to be the most prominent thing, not the product. Again, I go back to bodybuilding like these guys may, became an influencer and promoted and had a product so that they can make some revenue. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same thing. You brand yourself and then you bring the product along because in network marketing, you don't know if the business that you're with or the company that you're with is going to be a lot, you know, open in the next two months or three months, right? Companies come and go, but your brand should never leave. So when you switch companies, it shouldn't be any different. Um, you know, helping you find your perfect prospect because the whole thing is go for no or nine trillion people in this world are my, you know, are, you know, my potentials. Right. Um, so I help you focus on your niche and help you focus on the specific people they should be talking to. Uh, then I share with you the same tactics and even more tactics on social media, the same kind of tactics that, that through the men's physique news and pro league news pages. Um, you know, I share with you organic reach on how to use Facebook, Instagram, and I'm going to be doing YouTube as well. Um, how to use Facebook ads the right way. Um, not like, you know, just shoot, you know, shoot it, you know, and forget it and think that it's going to stick. Uh, I'm going to show you the right methods to be able to do Facebook ads. Um, I'll show you, uh, the funnels that we're going to be using. And of course the, the, the closing scripts that we use in order to get the people to sign up with us. So that's basically all encompassing. And right now, the way that I have my coaching set up, it's an eight week one-on-one thing. But uh, once the program gets bigger, it's gonna be switched to a group coaching master mastermind kind of a feel that uh, everybody inside the program is gonna get me two times a week for like an hour, two hours, depending how many people are inside the group. And you guys can ask me whatever questions to make sure that I push your, your business forward every step of the way. Dude, that, that sounds like a sick, sick, sick course. So eight weeks of branding, eight weeks of closing, eight weeks of internet, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Um, that That's pretty legit. I'm super excited to see what that looks like. And I, I'm pushing you. I'm going to push you right here. Push, 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 push to group. So definitely push to group because you'll notice when you do group calls, like group calls is so, so we, we do group calls. We do five group calls a week, but group yeah. calls are where it's at because not only does the person that needs the help gets it, but the person that is scared to ask the question pulls the answer from the person that had enough mm-hmm. awareness to say, you know what, I, I don't have the I, I don't have the answer, but I'll ask the question. So you're yeah. gonna love group coaching. 
if, if you're good at one-on-one, one-on-one, you're going to love group. It's going to be a little bit of a shift, but you're going to love group coaching. I love group coaching. So no, no, I'm super excited for it, man. Honestly, like I can't, I can't wait to get there because I'm actually, I'm actually in a pro, uh, in a coaching program mastermind right now. That that's the way they do it. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I and I love it because like everybody jumps on the call at the same time. You get to see everybody's faces. You get to like mastermind with different people. Like just me being inside that coaching program, I've built so many cool relationships and so many connections with people and so many people helping me out with my business that it's been it's been insane. So that's the same. Like again, like we should be in a community that should be helping each other out, not in a community that the person did it a certain way and doesn't share what they did. Right. You know, like everybody should be here to win at the end of the day. And that's, and that, and, and then, you know, service to many leads to greatness. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a big deal. So I'm going to ask you the last question. I asked this to, I, 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 I tabled it for a while, but I really like, I really like asking this question um, because it really gets my guests to think and, and really like badges them. So you do mm-hmm. marketing and you do graphic design. So I'm actually going to paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. So Sunday speaker, you're the Sunday speaker. And you know what that means? Sunday speaker means that that's the reason why you came. That's the reason why people came. You're your number out of all the speakers on the poster. You're in the very, very front. Mm. Right. So it's the biggest event. The stadium is full. 100,000 to 150,000 people. And you just dropped bombs. Bombs after bombs after bombs on Sunday afternoon, right after lunch, when you're sending everybody off after the event. When they, when the crowd of a hundred thousand stands up, gets out of their chair, turns around, big banner of whatever the event is, the number one event in whatever industry you're in, stands up, looks up, sees your face because you're the one on the front. Mm. What is the one phrase or concept that you want a hundred thousand people in the audience leaving to remember Eddie Miranda by? Now that's a good one. <laughs> I, I I could I could see why you tabled it for a while though too. Um, man. I think for me, and you know, and I sort of do kind of think about this a lot, but not like in that kind of setting, but just in general, you know, I just want people to know me as a person that was able to completely change the direction of their life and their business, right? Um, I want to be that person that that they look up, up upon it's like, dude, if that guy was able to freaking do it, like, you know, I I want to be like that guy, you know, or I want to be I want to be better than that guy, right? Um, I just want to be a person that that just helps motivate people to be better for themselves, um, and that basically, you know, catapulted them into something new. Like nothing, nothing will be, nothing will be more to me than to hear somebody's like, bro, Eddie, because of you, I was able to get like six figures. I never met the person, you know, um, that's like huge for me because that kind of impact is, is, is big for me because 
I have this very this belief that we're all connected in some way, shape, or form, right? We're we're all connected through this ether here, and we could connect with so many different people, right? And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I've, that I've connected with enough people that that once I leave off of this earth, that I end up being like on CNN and Embassy or Fox or whatever. It's like. Hey, Eddie Miranda died at this age and he impacted so many people's lives, you know? Um, that that's basically what I would want to get to. Like just being an impact to people's lives um and just be remembered for helping people out. Dude, that's huge. That's huge. Writing your own eulogy. That's a yeah. that's that's one thing that I did a long time ago was like, what would people say about you after the dash is over? Yeah. And yeah, uh, actually, that's a good yeah, I, 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 I actually actually did a little training on that is like uh, your dash, mm -hmm. right? Because because you have your birth date and then you have your death date, but then that dash, that little dash right there, it means so much, man. And uh, and people don't realize that that like we we do have to make a huge impact in this world. Like um, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Coco, Coco right? from Coco from Disney. No, the not yet. Okay, so watch it, man. Cause it's really, really impactful. You really have to look at the the subtle subtleties of it. So Coco, uh, Coco is basically this kid that he's trying to find his dad. He goes into the afterworld and he ends up being there and stuff like that. But there was like one part of that that kind of like really hit me. Um, in the middle of the movie, there's a there's a, this guy that he that the father, which he didn't know was his father at the time, was playing the guitar for somebody else, and then he disappears. And then he goes, okay, well, like, what? why did that happen? And he goes, we end up leaving the afterlife because nobody in the real life remembers us anymore. Mm. Right? So that hit me huge because I'm like, dude, this, what we're doing now is all about remembrance. It's all about the impact that we're doing to other people, right? Like, I could still for years and years and years to come, I can still go, George Washington was the first president of the United States. And everybody, mm -hmm. will, you know, everybody will know that. Everybody would know who, um, I mean, a lot of people will know who Robin Williams is. You know, a lot of people, you know, those are people that made a staple in people's lives in some way, shape or form. Like you, like, I'm gonna take it, you don't know the general for George Washington, but you know George Washington was a president, right? Like you know, Abraham Lincoln was the president, but you can you don't even know the soldiers that were on the field fighting the Civil War, mm -hmm. right? You know, so like the whole point is to be something like a George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, you know, a somebody of impact. Because once you make a huge impact in the life that you're in right now, then you can make a huge impact for the years to come after you're gone. Wow, that's huge. And I'm gonna let you mic drop that one. So that's the mic drop. Make an impact for the future. Make an impact for the future on people that haven't even been born yet. Let your name be synonymous with helping, impacting, and creating change and creating something that the future, the, the previous life didn't even think was possible for that person. Yeah. So thank yeah. you again, Eddie. I appreciate it. Guys, make sure you always listen to the uh, outro. Well, I always have, I always give something away for free. So Make sure you listen to the outro, and I will catch you guys on the next episode of Burn Phone Marketing Radio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Burn Phone Marketing Radio. This is host Eric Sablon. 
and I just did a mastermind. And if you're listening to this after April 16th, unfortunately, you missed the live masterclass. However, as a gift to you and a gift to my loyal listeners, I'm going to give you the replays of the sections that I created for this mastermind. So if you go to www.btumastermind.com forward slash replays, I will actually give you the four sections of the mastermind that I did. So that's www.btumastermind.com forward slash replay. We'll see you on the next episode of Burnt Phone Marketing Radio.